What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode is The Truth Hurts. And we're in our new set. Find the time to quit on no. No matter good or bad, still I go. I never crack in the pressure. I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money moves. So the truth hurts. What do I mean by the truth hurts? Essentially, what I'm saying is, is that most people operate in a false truth. They operate in a perception of the truth that's based around what they want, what they feel, what they hear, what they see, but it's not black and white. I can look at the world through my set of truths and someone in the exact same room, in the exact same building, in the exact same town with a different history than me will see what I'm seeing and interpret it entirely differently. They'll believe that what they see, what they say, what they think is their truth. We see this politically all the time. We see this culturally all the time. Pick any sensitive subject you want. It doesn't matter what it is. And you have two people who are looking at the exact same situation and interpreting that situation differently. That interpretation is their truth. Or sometimes it's so blatant to most people, somebody will stand and live inside of a, of a fake reality. They look at every area of their life and they deceive, they, they deceive themselves, they deceive others. Like they live in a world, an exhausting, tiresome world of lies. And for them, it's like a drug. Now, I know this just got super heavy, super quick, and I'm not mincing a lot of words because I'm not interested in wasting your time while I bring you up to speed through some like nonsensical stories about my past. At the end of the day, this is kind of the final layer that you need to hear, that you need to understand to recognize that we're going to build some really big, cool stuff. Like if you're, if you're pursuing this entrepreneurial lifestyle, if you're pursuing growth, if you're pursuing scale, or maybe you're just pursuing whatever your muse is, but you need that extra bit of oomph and encouragement, for you to truly accelerate and scale, you've got to get to a place where you operate in truth. Because every time you lie externally to those around you or internally to yourself, you cost yourself power. And you've heard me rant and tangent about power, 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 power. All of the episodes to this point, at some point in time, I re I, like, I'll reference things like superpower or I'll, I'll reference like this is, this is something I'm crazy passionate about because it gives you power. On the other side of fear is power, whatever it is. Like the whole reason that I do these episodes the way that I do is because I want to give you the framework to generate as much internal power for yourself as you possibly can. Because no different than any other superhero, use that terminology again here, the more powers that they have, the stronger they are the more invincible they are. And when they recognize that there are weaknesses, they can protect themselves from that, right? Superman recognizes I can't go swim in a, in a pool full of kryptonite. Like it just won't work. That's his, that's his weakness. And this is a truth for everyone. When you live inside of deception, you put yourself in a position of weakness because somebody who recognizes black and white, they recognize a situation for what it is. They're realist they win because like, and if you've ever thought, maybe this is going to be a little bit too dreamy for you as I'm talking about this, 
But there have been times where I feel like I settle into a place of peace and I look around and I think, wow, all these factors that I'm stressed about, all these things that are pushing on me, it, they don't mean anything. Like time's going to continue to be time. It's going to continue to click away. I'm going to navigate the waters of all these big stresses and pressures and the tides are going to subside and I'm going to come out on the other side just fine. And this peace comes over me and it just feels like everything becomes super, super clear. And that's ultimately in that place where you recognize that you are in complete control of this outcome, this story, your life. You are in a place of truth. When you stand in front of the mirror and you see yourself for exactly who you are, you're standing in a place of truth. When you evaluate the people around you for who they truly are and what their intentions for you truly are, you're living in a place of truth. You know, my wife and I, we do this little thing, and, and maybe I've mentioned it before, but whenever we're in a disagreement or whenever I am kind of poking the bear per se, I'm saying something like antagonistically or maybe I'm upset and I'm, I'm trying to voice my point, she'll say something to me that stops me in my tracks. She'll say, whoa, 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 don't you know I'm perfect? Now, is my wife perfect? You're going to look at that truth and that reality and say, no, she's not. But for me, I live in a place where whether it's deceitful or not inside of our world, I choose to see her as perfect, perfect for me, a perfect creation that was designed perfectly to fit into my world. And even when she's doing something that I don't like, I have to recognize that my interpretation of her might be a little bit off, but she's perfect. And she does the same thing to me. I've heard her say to some of her friends, oh, Michael's perfect. I'm not perfect. I have so many flaws, like so many things are wrong with the way that I operate. But that's the truth that she chooses to live in. This applies to business. This applies to customers, to coworkers. You can look at every single person in your world and make this decision. Like, I'm going to live in a different truth. Now, here's the slippery slope in that. You have to be extremely strategic about who you choose to interpret as a fit. Because what most people do is they live in a world where somebody has to be blatantly loud to be moved into a category of they're not a fit. Maybe they're grandfathered in because you've been friends since childhood. Maybe they're family and, you, you know, it's just polite to be nice to family. Maybe there's, like, there's extenuating circumstance where people are in your world who don't necessarily, like, lift you up. They don't glorify you. Maybe, in fact, they challenge you and, and not in a good, positive manner, but they chip away at you. They, they attack your confidence. They attack you when you're talking about the scale and the good that you're trying to do. It could be a parent. It could be a sibling. It could be a spouse. But what happens is we all live inside of this line of we're talking about are we living in a place of truth? Are we living in a place of a lie? And what so many people do, and I know this seems obscure, but let's, let's pull it in and, and stick with me in this. One of the biggest truths that you need to determine is where the people in your life fit and determine which people in your life maybe don't. That's one leg of, of this truth conversation. 
The other leg is this. Do you exhaust an extreme amount of power pretending that those people fit in your life? Do you go out of your way with your coworkers or with your employees or whoever to make them feel good knowing that what you're saying isn't accurate? You know, I can give you an example. Walking into my detail shop a couple weeks ago, a guy says to me, wow, this looks really good, doesn't it? I scanned the vehicle that he was detailing very quickly and I saw a dozen different things wrong with it. Here's what I know about him. I know that he doesn't have the capacity to recognize that I operate from a spirit of truth. And I knew that if I was blatantly truthful, and I said, actually, no, it's not that great at all, that it would really destroy him and it wouldn't serve anybody to tell him. So I was left to, I was in this position where I had to make a conscious decision. How can I tell the truth, stay in power, or do I just, for the sake of time and everything and his feelings, just be like, oh yeah, no, that looks really good. Now I'm not going to rabbit hole with what I said to him, but I delivered a message that was, you're doing a really great job and my vision for you is phenomenal. All of these things I'm saying are true. But in this particular instance, the job wasn't up to par. And so I gave creative and constructive criticism in a manner that lifted him up and pointed him in the direction that I needed him to go. I was operating in power because the reality was that, he, that, that it wasn't a good job at that point. What most people do is they pick option A. Option A is, yeah, that looks really good. Keep up the great work. They visually see and they hope, well, I hope it gets better. I hope he catches that stuff. More likely, that's not what would happen. We do this with our wife. We do this with our children. We do this with our husbands. Like everybody that I run into grossly, now there are exceptions, but grossly, most people that I run into operate from a place of posturing and pretending. I pretend that I'm like, that I am as far along as the guy in front of me who's been in business 10 years longer than me. I posture to tell all the good things, the highlight reel. I want everybody to know how great everything is. Like I, there's this continuous just flow of nonsense and, and untruths that just spill out of people's mouths. And they don't recognize what they forfeit to feel good. Because here's what I promise, you can't look around you and, and surround yourself with people that live in this false reality and scale rapidly. You can't surround yourself with mentors and people who will pour into you if you don't allow them to speak truth into your world. And if you're comfortable being surrounded by people that everybody's just highlight reeling it and nobody's real and everybody's all about posturing and making you feel good and wanting to be made feel good themselves, you're not in a place that you can evaluate where you are and where you want to go. Until your, until your internal translation of your reality from all points around you is real, then you're living inside of a lie. And what you've got to be able to do is to evaluate the relationships in your world and decide, I'm going to get very real. And that's going to require some, some tough conversations. You're going to have to look at the people who are around you all of the time and say something along the lines of this. I'm starting to shift and I want to give you kind of a, a heads up. I really feel like I've gotten to a place of complacency where I'm telling people what they want to hear, but not necessarily what I believe to be true. 
And so just from a spirit of truth, I want you to know that moving forward, I'm going to work at becoming more and more honest with people. Not like burn the barn down honest. I'm not saying, sweetie, does this dress make me look fat? It's not time to say, yeah, it does. It actually looks like it took you about two hours just to squeeze into it. Like that's not what we're doing. We're not using this truth to, to destroy people. We're using truth to recognize that what we say matters, who we surround ourselves with matters. We're looking at this truth to say, hey, John over here, every time John comes around, all John wants to talk about are sports. Like John lives in a world of sports and I don't give two craps about who won the big game Sunday. But every time John, John comes around, I fall into this trap of, we're gonna talk about this, the game. I literally watched the news to catch the highlight reel because I knew I was gonna see John tomorrow and I wanted to be able to be versed in the conversation. I knew he'd be comfortable. When in reality, both of you are sitting there in a complete place of, of obliviousness. John for thinking that you give a shit about sports and you for being willing to play the game. It makes absolutely no sense. How much more power do you have when you live in a place of, of truth where you can say, John, you know, honestly, I just don't watch sports. I know we've had lots of these conversations and, and I've caught a game or two, but this just isn't something that rings true to me. It's, it just doesn't trip my trigger. Have you heard about Elon Musk being asked to step down? Like, throw, throw back a conversation you want to talk about. See what John does. Because here's what gets really interesting. Can you find a new common ground with this person? Do you have enough of a relationship that it will withstand the fact that you want to be honest and that you don't want to live in a place of, of just BS? Will those people in your world settle into a new reality where you speak honestly whenever somebody's, whenever your spouse says, hey, do you like this shirt on me that you can comfortably say, you know, that's not my favorite. Why don't we go a different direction? Now, here's the thing. You can't live, you can't live in a glass house and sling stones at your neighbor. You got to be willing to take it back. But there's just such a freedom in knowing that you can be honest and you'll find that the people that are attracted to that are people who live in a reality that, that is scalable. Because when you can assess your peer group, when you can assess your financial situation, when you can assess yourself physically, when you can assess yourself emotionally, when you recognize your employees who are rock stars versus the ones that are just B and C's, like it puts you in a place of power. Because if you, if you can truly assess where you are, then you can map to the destination that you want to set for yourself. But here's what most people do. Most people have a general idea of where they are, but they don't take the time to truly dig in. And they set these crazy goals and they head off into the sunset, living in their world of lies, in this world of deception and self-deception. And there's absolutely no way without just blind luck that you can go from an unknown destination to a known destination. Like the two points that you have to have if you're gonna scale in any area of your life is the reality of where you are today and a very clear picture of where you wanna be at a set time in the future. And so in order for all this that we've been talking about to make sense, 
in order for you to overcome fear, in order for you to write your story, in order for you to set your goals, in order for you to scale your body, in order for you to, to settle in and fix that relationship, that key relationship in your world, maybe your marriage or with your kids or whoever, for you to get the water right, you've got to be willing to come to where you are today. You've got to be able to settle deep into a truth and live in truth. But it's painful. It's painful because when you look around at people, you're going to find out that they don't look back at you the same. You know, this is an area that I still struggle with. I feel almost hypocritical. In fact, this is the fourth take we've done of this episode. Because I still want to spare people from the truth. I don't want to burn the room down, but internally I want to burn the room down. I recognize that there are social graces and expectations and I have to, on some level, play the game. And so do you, and I recognize that. I'm not completely oblivious to that. I want people to be way more critical of me, but I recognize that they can't handle me being way more critical of them. I'll give you an example. I struggle in large groups of people. And the reason that I do is because when I walk into lar the larger the grouping of people, the harder it is just to be brutally honest. The social expectations of the crowd influence our ability to be real, our ability to be externally brutally honest. You know, one-on-one -on -one with your best friend from high school, you can look at him and say, hey, dude, look, you've been drinking way too much. You've got a big problem. But you can be around that same guy and he can be completely plastered. And if there's a dozen other people standing around, you won't feel comfortable saying the exact same thing. Inside of this larger setting that sometimes we're forced to be in, we don't have the ability to say, hey, this is what I'm really thinking and feeling right now. We want, we want to, an entire room of people will posture to pretend that you're in a safe place that you can do that, but it's just not always true. And so I recognize, and I want you to get that I understand that although this sounds extremely easy, it's not. And so this is a muscle that you're going to have to flex slowly. It's a muscle that that I would suggest you take the next seven days and you pick two or three key relationships and you sit down with them and you say, hey, look, let's try something for a week. Let's try living in a place of total honesty with one another. I want you to tell me exactly what you think and I want the freedom to do the same. I believe that on the other side of this, we're gonna find a lot of power and we're gonna actually get closer. I love this because I'm there in, in several of my key relationships. You're using my wife again as an example. I know that when I do something that she doesn't like, she doesn't say, wow, that looks like crap. But she will say, hmm, that's not my favorite. And I recognize that translation of, I don't want to destroy you emotionally, but I don't like that. But I know that when I ask for that opinion, I'm not getting a yes man like, Literally, whenever I ask somebody a question and they kind of push back at me, 
Whenever I say, hey, what do you think of XYZ? And their response is, hmm, I'd have you consider the possibility that maybe you ought to look at this another direction. Internally, I'm like, yes, yes. I am around somebody that will be honest. I'm around somebody that will tell me their opinion. I'm around somebody that will sharpen me. The worst thing that I've recognized a hundred times over is whenever somebody in a large setting of people or in a small setting of people, they say something that everyone in the room knows, mm, ah, that's not right, and nobody says a word. And in a one-on-one -on -one environment, when I recognize that I'm with a yes man, I'm nearly always done. Like, that's somebody that I'll help, but not somebody that I'm gonna pull in and call a mentor or pull in and call one of my core group peers. And some of my very best friends are the ones that have challenged me the most. They're the ones that come at me and say, hey, look, what you're doing here doesn't make a lot of sense. I'd have you look at it like this. Sometimes that's an earned privilege and sometimes it's just a swing and a miss. Sometimes it's a swing and a hit. Like, I'm not gonna run around and pull people aside and say, hey, I saw that you did this, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you've gotta be somewhere with that person and it makes sense. But get what I'm saying here. There's a lot of variations to this. I, I probably could fit this in the four podcasts that we've already shot to produce this one. I'm not doing it again. This is the final cut. This is what you're going to get. Because I could go on and on and on about this. The next version of this conversation is about personal and internal truths. And it also is going to help you to really mechanically go through the process of evaluating the people around you. But before you can do any of that, you've got to settle in and figure out what is the truth? And do I operate in a place of truth? And for 99.99% .99 of you that are listening to this, that answer is a fat no. You posture and pretend and probably want to be seen as someone who's truthful and honest. Some people absolutely don't care. They just live the way they want to live. And even though it's deceitful, it's actually more honest than some of us that pretend to be honest and aren't. So again, seven days, just try it. Give the old Jim Carrey liar, liar thing a try. See what you feel like. See how much empowerment you feel when you, when you quit listening to this and you look outside and recognize the temperature for what the temperature is, the sky for what the sky is. You know, like the people around you for who they actually are your financial situation for what it actually is, your relationship for what it is, your children for who they are, and your role in getting them to where you want to see them be. Like, th these, this is tough. It hurts. But if you can get there, you'll operate in a level of power that's undescribable. Savvy? Sun up to the sundown, map it out, now run it down. Mayweather, I never 